You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to Page to Stage, a conversation with theater makers. We're your hosts. That's Brian. And that's Mary. And today we're sitting down with a very special guest. Actually, this was the first guest that we recorded for Page to Stage, even before we recorded our welcome episode. So please be kind. Excuse any technical difficulties we may have. <laughs> it's like live theater. Yeah, it was our first go at everything, but uh, we still want to share our conversation with Matt Wierzynski. Enjoy! It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're so happy to have you. Yes. Happy thank to you. be here. Thank oh, you thank for you. coming. You know, that long trek a few blocks away. Just a couple blocks away. <laughs> so when you graduated high school, what was your next step? So after high school, I went to Montclair State University for one year. Um, I was in the dance program there. I was a little unhappy with, you know, what I was doing. I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue performing, whatnot. So I uh, ended up leaving Montclair and... I uh, basically did nothing for four months. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I really need to get back into doing what I love. And um, I knew I wanted to do musical theater, and I think that's uh, where I made the wrong choice at Montclair. I should have done the musical theater program instead of the dance department. I knew I always wanted to do that, but I just was finding my way, as we say. Uh, So after that, I went into the city and I auditioned for Broadway Dance Center's professional semester program. I sent in my video, I had my fingers crossed, and like a week later, I found out that I had been accepted into the fall semester of, oh boy, I think it was 2015, and um, I did that for three months, and it was a, a three-month program consisting of dancing, acting, and singing, and I kind of took full advantage of everything I was given, and um my main focus was musical theater dance, and I trained heavily in ballet, as I have my whole life, and I continued with acting lessons and singing lessons also. And being so close to New York City, I always loved, you know, loved Broadway and loved theater, and I just knew I wanted to do that since I was very young. So fun fact, me and Mac grew up together. Yes, we did. <laughs> so we went all the way from like kindergarten through high school and yeah. we both went to Montclair State. We did. Um, actually, I'd like to interject. The three of us have gone to Montclair State. <laughs> I think oh, all true. at the same time too, right? Um, I, well, I'm not When sh- did you start? I, so I was in their master's program, their theater studies master's program. Awesome. And I graduated college 2014 so i started 2014 and yeah. i graduated from that, montclair that was our 2016. Year. yep so yeah. we, we we were there at the same time cool red hawks <laughs> <laughs> learn stuff every day go red hawks right? yeah <laughs> yeah so your last credit was anastasia on broadway yeah. right so can you talk to us about your audition process for anastasia uh in particular i know you've been to many auditions yeah. but that particular process how did it start from the time that you got the appointment for the audition yeah you got it so i actually auditioned for um an ecc which is an equity chorus call uh for the anastasia tour 
So I went in for the tour that uh, is now out and running. And um, I went in for it as, you know, their ensemble dancer. I didn't know that Broadway was looking for a replacement. Then I got an appointment for the Broadway production. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm going in for the Broadway production. Um, and it was like one of my first Broadway shows I, you know, had an appointment for. So I was really excited about it. Uh, this particular track was very difficult. Difficult in the sense that it was difficult to cast. That means uh, it's a little tougher for casting to make a decision because there are many specific requirements for this one specific track that I was going in for. Uh, this track not only had to do a featured ballet track, so technique and dance had to be extremely high, but also had to be a, a tenor vocalist. And um, in the show, the, the tenor part is very, very high and very challenging. I was really pushing myself to uh, obtain all of you know this information in, in the callback. So I went to my first appointment for the, the Broadway production, and it went great. I felt really good about it, which is pretty rare <laughs> nowadays, because you never know what's going on. And then um, went in and sang. At this point, I, I actually wasn't given any material from the show, so I sang from my book. So I sang 32 bars. And I sang All I Need Is The Girl from Gypsy. That's like my go-to song. <laughs> so I sang that, you know, wasn't the best, but thankfully I've improved over time. So I was in there, but uh, the music director was not uh, in at that audition. Tom Murray was, wasn't there. Uh, so then they asked me to send in a video of me singing. So I did that and um, we sent in, I actually was like, leaving to go to Toronto for a little like mini vacation and I sent in my video and um, I didn't hear anything and then I actually got a called back in again from that video actually my friend Adam McNaka shout out to Adam he recorded uh, my song on the piano for me and he uh, he recorded my song and uh, you know I linked it up to a speaker and I, I recorded myself sent it in and then I got another call back so this one, uh, I did everything again uh, from the first audition, and we had to do two different dance combinations. Uh, one was a ballet combination, and the other was a jazz combination um, from in the show. Uh, it was called Neva Club, and it was a, uh, the dance break from that number. Yeah, so we did that, and then we actually had um, uh, two, two girls from the show come in, and we learned partnering with them. Uh, one was Lyrica Woodruff, the other one was Kristen, Kristen Smith Davis. Uh, Lyrica was our prima ballerina, and she did the big solo and uh, pas de deux every night. Um, so I was I wanted up working with her, and Kristen Smith Davis was our super swing, who's now actually out on the Anastasia tour right now. Ooh. So shout out to her. So yeah, we got I got to work with those two. I was really nervous because you know I had done some ballet partnering before. But, um, you know, it's not my, I say, strong suit, but um, I did my best, learned everything I could, and I made sure that both the girls always felt comfortable in everything we were doing. So, um, because that's the most important part when partnering is that the other person, um, whoever they are, feels comfortable in everything you're doing. So we did that, and it went well. I felt great. You know, I was really like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then I found out, oh, my God, I got to come back in and I have to sing again. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm was it that same day? From the show? It? it was a different day. 
So, uh, no. Oh. So it was, again, 16 wow. bars of whatever you have, or 32 bars of whatever you have. So I went to my vocal teacher, Ken Magos, and I was like, okay, so I'm going in for this. He worked me really hard, and we got down, you know, we got down to business, saying all I need is the girl again. And uh, this time it was in front of the musical director, Tom Murray, the stage manager, Bonnie Panson. Uh, I think Dustin Layton was there, my dance captain again. And uh, a couple other producers were there. But I walked in and I sang my 32 bars. And for the first time in my life, I actually felt good about singing. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and uh, it, it went really, really well. And for the first time, I had a great response from the team. And they seemed really interested in me. And then I say about a few days later, I was in Burger King with my friend Alex Domini. And I was ordering a big, oh, that's not a Big Mac. I was ordering their Whopper. I was ordering a Whopper. And then I got a, a 212 call. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? I always pick up a 212 call. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Broadway. And little did I know it was actually, <laughs> it was Broadway. actually Broadway. My agent called me. I think it was on a weekend. And he, he was out of town. And he's like, hey, buddy. He's like, I got some bad news for you. And I was like, oh, no. He's like, I, at this point, I was supposed to go to the Muni to do um, three shows there. So I was super pumped about that. And uh, my agent called and he was like, hey buddy, bad news, you, you can't go to the Muni anymore. And at this point I'm like, what, why, why, tell me why? And I started like sweating profusely and he's like, cause he's, you know, you're gonna make your Broadway debut. And I started screaming and I ran around Burger, in the Burger King. King. I started screaming in the Burger King running around and everyone was looking at me like I had chop someone's head off and <laughs> my friend Alex looks at me and he's like what what I was like I got it and he was like oh my god what the heck and it was such a shock to me you know because finally you know after such hard work that yeah. you know I'm, I'm gonna be I was gonna be on Broadway and it was like the most insane moment of my life because in a matter of like three minutes my life changed <laughs> and so you got the offer and then like what's yeah. the next step <clears throat> so i got when the did you start rehearsals i got the offer and i was going to start rehearsals uh the next week so just in a few days i only had a few days you know to like prepare myself i had no clue what i was preparing <laughs> just trying to prepare myself and then i started rehearsals in in uh you know in studios we all audition for audition in you know, I, th um, I believe I was at Pearl Studios, and, you know, so many, I've done so many auditions there. And, you know, for once I was like getting ready to do a Broadway show. So the process is really quick. Um, when you are a replacement in the show, like I was, I was a temporary replacement. You only have about two weeks to like learn your track. Uh, some people get one week if they're lucky. So I had two weeks to learn my track. And, you know, and uh, it's the dance captain's responsibility and the stage manager to be present and help you learn the show. And um, that's what I did. And then after that rehearsal, I went to the theater that night and I watched the show and I cried like seven times because not only is it beautiful, but, you know, Christy Altamar and Max von Essen and Zach Adkins were all in it. And they're all so amazing. And, you know, we're amazing in the tracks. And um, it just was... A, a beautiful moment that I remember um, and then you know two weeks go by and I, I watch the show every night and then um, I actually uh, had a put-in so a put-in is when you get to do 
your show uh, with the rest of the cast. They're all called in. Usually the leads are not called in, and the understudies get time to rehearse and go and you know go on for their tracks. And you're the only one in costume, so you run your show from the top to the end. And you're the only one in costume? Yeah. So it depends, because I'm the only one being put into the show. You know, if there's more than one person, of course, you know, they're all, we're all doing the put-in at the same time. Lucky enough, I had a put-in. Some people don't get a put-in, which is wild. I have heard those horror stories. <laughs> so I was so thankful to have that, because I didn't know what I was doing, of course. But in reality you know a lot more than you think. Yeah, so the had the put in, you know, I ran everything from my tracking backstage to my costume changes, getting into, you know, um getting into, my, you know, character and all that. And I ran from the top of my show to the bottom. And then I now, Do they run the scenes that you're not a part of for the put in? Uh, usually they give you time, so the stage manager has you know, written down everything from how long a quick change should be to how much free time you have and everything. So typically with a put-in, you want to do everything as quick as possible. My fastest quick change in the show was about 30 seconds. That was at the top of the show from when the Romanov Palace is invaded and it's, you know, the Romanovs die. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years later and we're in, we're now in, a, it's no longer St. Petersburg. And um, everything's changed and everyone's poor and all this and that. And I have to get into my my uh, next outfit. So ran through all that. I was late the first time. You know, you just keep going and pushing through. Um, and then typically they don't run through all the scenes, but um, they give you time to change. So if you, you know, have to change for a next scene, but you have, you know, like seven minutes, you know, seven minutes backstage doing nothing, They'll typically run through the scene, and then once you're done changing, then they'll just jump to your scene. So um, everything's quick and efficient, you know. So yeah, they do that, and then we typically skip any of the scenes that I'm not in. You know, if I'm changing again, you know, they'll run through a little scene, and then that's it. After my put-in, I was able to watch the show that night, luckily. And then I made my Broadway debut on, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was April 28th. It was a matinee. <laughs> So this was two weeks after. I just had two weeks of rehearsals. I got I got there super early. Um, I was so prepared, warming up vocally. I was in mic. I was like an hour early, like downstairs, just like pacing back and forth, like getting ready in costume. And um, and then it happened. And uh, I don't I don't quite know. Your Broadway debut. It happened. It happened. And I don't quite know what happened, but I I knew I was prepared. But of course, the butterflies were there and the nerves were there, and yeah. um, it just was so amazing to be on on that stage. And um, it was actually kind of weird because doing West Side Story um, when I was touring internationally, I had played to bigger houses. You know, most you know most Broadway st stages aren't that big <laughs> if you think about it. So you know, I had gotten on stage and I was like oh, this is like actually really small. And I was like taken back by it. But I was like, like I'm crying. Like I'm literally walking on stage crying. And then, um, you know, I go through everything and I nail, I nail it all. You know, I hit my spots. That's the most important part is to be out of all the other actors' way because they, they have their own tracks and they do everything specifically. But they're all there to support me. And it was, it was a wonderful company and everyone was there and, 
just, you know, shoving with love if I were in the wrong spot. Um, so how long were you in that role for? So I was in that role. For, you, you said it was a vacation. Yes, it was replacement. a temp, yeah, vacation or temporary replacement. Um, but I, so then I'll just finish this. Then when I finished the show, I took my bow. I just started crying like in the corner by myself and like everyone came and hugged me. Aww. And it just was a great moment. I Did you have anybody crying. in the house that night? Uh, yeah, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, Veronica Fioni, who also went to Montclair. Uh, she was there for my first performance and like the only one standing up when I came out from a bow and I just started crying. <laughs> and it was, it was such a great moment. Um, yeah, so I did that track for four months, uh, or four, five months maybe. And then, um, and then I thought I was done. Little did I know I was not done. And um, they brought me back as a vacation swing. And a uh, vacation swing is basically a swing who knows multiple tracks. A and bunch of new responsibilities for you. Yes, it's a bunch of new responsibilities. And this was my first time swinging a show. But a uh, vacation swing comes in whenever a uh, full-time actor or actress is on vacation, if they're sick or hurt, you know, or they just need extra coverage for certain weeks. <clears throat> so um, I came back as a vacation swing to cover... Uh, Kyle's track again because we were sh we were down one person and uh, then I winded up staying longer because uh, someone had left the show so I winded up learning his track which was one of the singer tracks and he had some little vocal lines and you know little little acting lines so um, I had to learn that and I actually learned that in like I think a day or two well, good thing you were already familiar with the show. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> so the cool thing was about, you know, doing the show for four months, um, you know, I was able to like look around and study all the other actors, you know, and see like where they are on stage. And then the cool thing about a swing is you actually get to like learn the whole puzzle of the show. So you learn multiple tracks, multiple parts, and like you kind of see the whole picture on stage because you learn and understand everyone's paths and everyone's movements so then I actually wanted up doing that singer track for a while and I basically didn't wind up leaving Anastasia anytime soon um, I kept uh, coming back basically every week until we closed I only had a you know a couple weeks off here and there um, and then they just needed me back and I was just very very lucky and very grateful that they kept calling me back so obviously you know I was doing a you know making a good impression of myself and you know clearly they liked me and I was doing something right so can I ask you a question on yeah. on the swing part of it mm -hmm. so it was helpful for you because you were actually doing one of the tracks already yes was that one of the tracks that you ended up being responsible for as a swing uh yeah so the well actually the original track I had done for four or five months um i only winded up doing a couple more times actually um but at that point i was given a lot of responsibility because i had to learn five more tracks and how long did you have to learn those so basically i was given just a few hours of rehearsal for that week like two or three hours a day um, and i learned four other tracks or five other tracks in like a week and I was like okay so I had you know I clearly wasn't given a lot of time 
Which is a normal thing. Yeah. So I wrote everything down. Did you do the color coding? Yeah. Like a lot of people do? Yep. So um, I know a lot of people use highlighters, mm-hmm. but I actually got colored pens and I thought, oh, it'd just be easier instead of highlighting all the pencil marks. Um, and I got colored pens and I was very careful and, <laughs> you know, made each track a color so I can like see it in my head. Do you write out the like a dance picture? Um, yeah. So what I did was I wrote down stage directions, you know, like cross this way. And then for certain pathways, you know, I'd write out every one spot. So each actor's name I would put down and I knew, you know, that each, which, you know, which color each actor was. And I would write all their, or draw all their pathways on stage in like a little, little mini stage. See, theater is just like sports. Don't they do that in football, <laughs> they, right? They do, do that The coach has football. to do that in football. Well, dancing diagram. is a sport. Yes. <laughs> Come on. It is a sport. <laughs> Um, you know, so that was a little difficult and, you know, I had never swung before, so I was a little stressed, uh, little did I know I'd be a lot more stressed, <laughs> uh, cause, uh, after that I was thrown on stage uh, on your first day as the swing, not my first day. So a, a few weeks had gone by and I was oh, okay. like on and off stage covering, you know, the second track I had learned that one of the singer tracks and I was doing that for a while and then I had to go on for the three other three other dancer tracks you know they all have different parts in this parts in the show you know different responsibilities handling this prop handling that prop so you don't have a lot of time to actually like work with the props so you have to like really focus be prepared and like if you have a question you have to you know ask you know the actor who's responsible for that part or ask the stage manager. Actually, I've had I have had a couple mess ups on stage, but we always like hearing those. Oh, yeah. Just got to keep going. Um, one of my biggest mess ups was I uh, had to move one of the carts on stage, move it from downstage right to upstage right, and uh, I actually like put it in the wrong spot, so it was like on the wrong angle, and I had to like throw this you know silk blanket to one of the other actors and like it completely fell and like it was all twisted and I just like messed up the whole thing and at this point I'm just laughing because like what else can you can't you literally can't fix anything and I wasn't given any rehearsal so I was like eh I did it close enough as they say uh so I did that I made sure I had it right the next time though so I never messed it up after that so um I think that's the most important part is moving on from a mistake and not letting it affect the rest of your show but also not doing the same mistake ever again. That's a responsibility as an actor is to do that. And then right after that, I had to go on for another dancer track, which I had not really had any rehearsal for. Granted, I had been backstage, like focusing on one track a day and, you know, reviewing it backstage, but that can only do so much for you. So then, you know, I um, was looking through, you know, videos and like, studying these tracks like in the morning oh do you get a copy of uh, uh, a recorded so, version of the the stage yes from a performance um those are those are a little hard to get but be- i think being a swing i was able to to get a uh, a video of the stage which really helped because i was able to see the actual spacing and how people cross and everything so videos help a lot so i i winded up using the video a little more um, when I was backstage. Do you not get a put in for swings or a vacation? No. Okay. So wow. the thing was during these, uh, you know, four other tracks I had, 
even for the the second track I learned, the singer track, I never had to put in. So I just was kind of thrown on stage. Um, so after I did my third track, then I did my fourth track, and I'm learning it all and somehow managing to like be in the right places while singing a completely different vocal line. So I not only had to do the tenor line, but I also had to learn the bass line, which was hard for me because for, you know, seven months, I had been singing just the tenor line. So um, I had a little bit difficulty staying, you know, on that bass line, but I was really listening to the people around me and making it work. And um, so then I was thrown on for that third track. Uh, then I was thrown on for the fourth track with little notice and by little I mean I literally had to go on that night and uh, <laughs> I woke up in the morning and there my stage manager texted me was like you know this person's out you're on tonight and I was like oh boy so then I reviewed the video and I went on and I somehow got through it and I would be on for that for two days again no rehearsal no put in I just had learned everything, you know, all four tracks in one week. So I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Uh, so I went on. I somehow managed to do it. Then the next day, I had to do it again. I felt a little more prepared, you know, had a little couple mistakes here and there, but nothing major. I just kept kept doing my show. And this was a Saturday. I did my matinee. And then during my lunch, during my dinner break, I found out that I had to go on for that fifth track. And I was oh. like, oh no. And this, I had never reviewed this track. <laughs> I hadn't, you know, I literally had just wrote, written everything down. I think I was backstage reviewing it once and I was like, okay. So I literally was thrown on in that track and somehow managed to do it. Got through it. I don't remember anything happening. Like, so what was you like? So the moment that you got the call or the text or whatever it was, the so moment did I got you just the like call, look at your notebook? Yeah, I went and looked at my notebook, studied the video. I think I like took my lunch to the theater and just like reviewed for like two hours. And um, did all that and like went downstairs and like worked through spacing. And granted, you know, I'm we're able to work with all the different girls because not only does each track have responsibilities, but um, each track partners different girls. Mm -hmm. So I have to do a lot of different lifts in the show from each track. And a lot of them are different, and each girl. So is each track is assigned another track, so that so you have the same partner the whole show. You don't switch like females the whole time. Well, it depends because you know one track can either partner one girl, or oh, okay. one track can partner you know like three girls yeah. within the show. So um, you know you had to be really focused, and you know spacing matters because anyone can get hurt on stage. So then I was in that track, so I, I did two tracks in one day. And that is like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So when you do that, you know, you're officially a swing. Now, uh, well, you're so lucky that I, I guess lucky that you were able to actually go on stage for each one of the tracks. Because, yeah. you know, so many people study these tracks so hard and are so prepared to go on and never end up getting to make it to the stage with yeah. that track. Yeah. And the, that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people don't get to go on stage so much or even go on stage at all at this point the show had been running for over a year mm -hmm. anastasia probably about a year, a year and yeah it's about a year and a half at that point and um and then the next day i actually had to go back to another track and do that so at like i think i had done four tracks that week or even five <laughs> tracks that week wow. if i remember i think i went through every single track it was pretty wild 
and I was the only swing at the time because we had, you know, a couple people, you know, one person left the show to do another show. Another person was in Japan working on something else. So I was the only male swing at the theater and I could. So what happens if two males call out of the show? Do you do split tracks? Yeah. So (laughs) usually there are always uh, two male swings at a show. There's one male swing who covers dancer tracks and there's one male swing who covers singer tracks. Uh, You know, every show is different. So, you know, they could have one swing or just, you know, two, two singer swings or, you know, every show is different. I'm sure, you know, everyone has their, every company has their own rules. Um, So in a case where two people call out or even three people call out that we have done split tracks on stage. So that is a modified show, and sometimes as a swing, you have to do extra responsibilities. At that point, you know, you're not compensated for it because it's in your contract. So um, you just have to keep the show running. The show must go on. As an actor, it's your responsibility to do your job. And um, it gets quite stressful, you know, if you're doing two tracks at once, you're kind of confused. So um, luckily, I never had to do so much work in a split track, but I have been on stage when we've had we've had split tracks. Um, and usually, how that works is, you know, granted we have two swings. You know, we'll throw one of the swings on stage. He'll you know say some lines, and then he'll switch to a different character, and then continue on with that track, and then maybe switch back to one of the other parts and you know you kind of just flip-flop around stage not so much in anastasia but in a dance heavy show when there's a lot of partnering involved you need to make sure someone's there for the girl or someone's there for the guy and um a lot of times you need to flip-flop partners just so that you have enough bodies on stage to do all the lifts do all the partnering and if there aren't enough bodies sometimes you know some some performers will just be cut from that scene just so yeah it's the you know the picture stays fluid and then there's just not a random body on stage just standing there anastasia specifically was a very symmetrical show so if if you saw the production or able to see one of the many productions around the world the whole show is based on symmetry and however many people there are on stage right usually there are that many people on stage left and vice versa so as an actor you're tasked to to create a character, basically. Yes. So as a swing, if you're covering someone else's track, are you able to personalize any of that? Or or even that's as a great, replacement, yeah. because you're not the one that's creating the role with the creative team and the director exactly, uh, yeah. firsthand. I think it's important to bring something of yourself onto stage. And I think in any role, any actor does, there will always be a, a part of them in that character or in that track. I think as a swing, it's important for me to keep it as close as possible to the original actor because they've also been interacting with all the other actors on stage, you know, for such a long time that if I, you know, make a different choice somewhere that it could affect them in a way. And if they haven't worked with me at all, they don't really know how to react to what I'm doing. So... I say it's it's a kind of a balanced thing. There are times in a show where you can do your own thing and personalize it yourself, but as a replacement or a swing, you should um, have the show as close as possible to the original um, the original guess, set, so that you're not messing up 
the other people that are exactly. in the company already yes. and not just bringing like a tornado. Yes, exactly. But also preserving mm-hmm. like, the whole the story from yes. start to finish. So that and, makes sense. Yeah, and you have to think of it as an actor, you know, the show's not really about you <laughs> unless you're like the lead character, but... And your name and, yeah. is the name of the show. And your name is the name of the show, exactly. But it's the director's job to create this picture and create this story. And he sees differently than how an actor sees on stage because he's able to see the entire uh, space. And if he wants it a certain way, you should respect that. And, you know, that's your job to listen to the director because they're there to make the show as best as possible. Did you work with the director or the primarily just the stage manager for, um, for direction purposes? I never really got to work with Darko. I know I know he was in on one of my auditions, but throughout my rehearsal process and learning everything, I actually didn't get to work with him at all. You know, he was working on other shows at the time and whatnot, but for the most part, I only got to work with my dance captain and my stage managers. Uh, going off of being a replacement in a Broadway company, because mm-hmm. you were also a replacement in the international tour of West Side Story. Yes. Was replacing in a touring company versus Broadway any different for you, or did you find it like a pretty similar process? A pretty similar process, only that when I was joining West Side Story, I was able to work with the director, uh, Joey McNeely. I was able to work with him one-on-one for three days. and um, And then I went out to you know, the Philippines, and pretty much it's the same thing, you know. You know, you have some rehearsals for like, uh, you know, a little bit. I mean, it's different for every contract because, you know, some people have a week of rehearsals, some people don't. Um, I know I I joined the tour a little later than I was supposed to. Luckily, they still had me come come out there. Um, So you rehearsed in New York for the tour? Yes, for three days. Three days for West Side Story. Yeah. Great. So I And learned, then where did they fly you out to? So then I flew out to the Philippines and I had three days to work with the dance captains and the stage manager there. And then I was thrown on stage. Oh, I, I think I had a put in. I had a put in, luckily. And then I was on stage that night. And next thing you know, you're performing for Leah Salonga, right? Yes. <laughs> and then I performed for Leah Salonga. And it was wild. And I think it was like my second week on tour. And... You know, everyone is like, Leah Salonga's here. And I was like, what? So then, you know, Leah Salonga came backstage and was like, you guys are awesome. Yay. That was that was a cool tour because it was international. But then I also like ran into the band All Time Low. They're like an <laughs> wow, alternative, <what> a throwback. <laughs> alternative pop band that I used to listen to. And um, I ran into them at the hotel and I was like, hey, are you guys All Time Low? And they were like, yeah, like, oh, like, what do you, what, I was like, what are you guys doing here? They're like, oh, we're on tour here. And I was like, oh, I'm on tour here too. And they're like, oh, no way. What are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm touring with the production of West Side Story, the musical. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, yeah, I'm like a fan of you guys. I used to listen to you in high school all the time. And they're actually like, do you want to come see our show tonight? And I was like, yeah, of course. They're like, oh, cool. Like, how many tickets do you need or want? And I like, they was like, oh, you know, you can give me like four or five tickets. <laughs> so they put me they put me on a list and um it was wild and I I was around like a few people and I was like do you guys want to go see a rock concert and they're all like yeah sure and that rock concert definitely prepared you yes for West Side exactly Absolutely. so so luckily I, it was on our day off 
and they were performing. Is it still eight shows a week on the on the tour? Could be more or less, depending on how long you're in a city at a given time. Uh, sometimes you do nine shows a week. Usually it was eight. Sometimes you were only in a city for three or four days, and you know you did however many shows those days for touring purposes. And I guess this can be applied to almost any gig you're doing. Mm-hmm. So how do you maintain what you're doing? Is, uh, is there a process behind that, or is there like a method that you have, or a practice that you do every day? Yeah, so it's it's definitely integrity. You know, doing any show, you can easily lose that spark of joy in it. I think. I know a lot of people feel that, you know, sometimes you'll look at when a show first opens and be like, wow, that's incredible. And then when you go see a show again, you know, if it's running for 10 years and, you know, there's many new casts changing in and out, um, you look at it and you're like, oh, I remember it being better. And, you know, it's the dance captain's job to maintain the integrity of the show and keep it as it was since day one, since it first opened. Um, but it's also the actor's job and know that it's rare, but you know, you could be let go at any time because you're not meeting the requirements of your contract and fulfilling the needs. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I haven't heard any stories about that, but you definitely like need to keep up your craft. If that's either taking classes every, you know, every once in a while or vocal lessons, because you can easily get out of the loop. Your technique starts going down and, you know, it's just not the same as it used to be. So it's it definitely takes effort and trying to uh, maintain the level of the level of the show. And that's up to the dance captain giving notes and also the actors being on top of their game. How do you take classes or do vocal lessons when you're on tour? So that's a little challenging. Especially uh, internationally, I, mean, yeah. I imagine. Or do you, do you even feel like you need to keep doing vocal lessons while you're singing eight times a week? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's uh, Being on tour is a little different. Luckily, we were given class. We had class every day. What uh, do you so, mean class what? So what um, class? built into our schedule, we took four ballet classes a week, and our dance captains would you know take us through a ballet warm-up and a ballet class and we do that every week and then I think like I think every Sunday we would do like a a jazz class and you know get into a different style or someone would teach something else and then we would always have a vocal warm-up and um you know doing doing a show is very demanding even if you're just singing in a show you know it's it's vocally demanding and you have to keep up your technique because you can easily lose it um, but as a dancer doing a show such as West Side Story is so physically demanding because as a jet boy, um, you're in like 80% of the show. Like I, I, you're rarely off stage and it's, you know, one dancing after another. And if you're not in a dance, you know, it's physicalized movement because you're, you're this aggressive street rat and, you know, you're just always like angry and you know moving around stage running on and off you always know angry. getting into fights you know there there's intention behind everything like you're not always angry but you Don't get you know what i mean so um you know being an actor it's very physical um because you're embodying the character and you know doing all that research is up to you and putting it into the show and whatnot 
Um, but doing West Side Story, I was in doing West Side Story was probably one of the most painful experiences of my life because my body always hurt. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was like, I don't know if my body hurts today or if this is just normal anymore because I was in so much pain. Yeah, sure. So it was like a new normal to like always have my knees hurting and my back hurting, you know, because there's a lot of lifting in the show and whatnot. And then on top of that, to maintain your physical strength, you have to lift weights and do all that. And so I was also like, you know, trying to go to the gym at, like at least three times a week. On top of the, on four, top the four of, dance classes, on top of the eight performances, yes. you know. And on top of just experiencing all of the beautiful cities you're, you're visiting. Yeah, and you know, and yeah, and it was the first time out of the States and, you know, also exploring everywhere and walking everywhere, you know, walking miles a day and, you know, just it's, it's, uh, it's definitely challenging. But, um, you know, I got through it. Yeah, you know, I did it, I, you know, managed to it. And luckily, as actors, we're able to call out, and that's when the swings go on. <laughs> so, um, you know, if at times I couldn't speak because the air pollution was so bad, and yeah, I, re I remember wearing masks and doing all that because, um, you know, we were basically dying. Uh, but, you know, at certain times when we were in Shanghai, <laughs> the air pollution was around like 600 parts per billion, which is kind of outrageous. But you're having to like dance and do physical activity. Yeah. yeah. So basically what the air pollution means is that even if you don't smoke a cigarette, you know, um, no matter what you do, if you're walking outside, it's like you're smoking a pack of cigarettes a day just because you're breathing in the air. So that's how much toxins are built up in the atmosphere. Now, did the production, did they talk to you? Yeah. The company, everyone going on tour, did they, did they give you ways that you could kind of maintain or be as healthy as possible yeah so i you know i always you know took my inhalers but we were always advised to always wear a mask wherever you go so that's that's what i did i just wore a mask it, it was it was challenging because we all had this really bad cough in shanghai yeah <laughs> and a lot of us were out because we just couldn't breathe so it was, it was really really bad we got through it we're hoping to ask all of our guests that we have on the podcast one question to end the interview. What was the last great piece of theater that you saw? It's great. I just saw Beetlejuice. It's hysterical. I love the show. I really recommend go seeing it. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I had a great time yes, to speak with you, you about this. You're welcome. I had a blast um, too. Yeah, and, and thank you for being our, our first guest and uh helping us make mistakes and uh yeah be our guinea pigs mistakes what do you mean oh my god oh, perfect <laughs> all right well awesome thanks well thanks thank you bye-bye thanks everyone for listening to this episode of page to stage to keep up with us you can find us on instagram and facebook at page to stage podcast and if you're enjoying these conversations we would really appreciate it if you could take a couple minutes to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast until next time, that's Brian, that's Mary, and we'll see you later. Bye. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. 
what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.